This episode is brought to you by Trichome, natural performance skincare. Trichome brings you natural, simple, and effective products with short, easy-to-read ingredient lists. Whether it's a hot summer day at the range or a brisk winter night in the woods, Trichome has your skin protected with everything from balms to beard oils. Lock in moisture and defy the elements safely and effectively with Trichome. Go to trichomeco.com and use code LETHAL10 at checkout for 10% off your order. That's T-R-I-C-O-M-B-E-C-O.com. Have you guys done this week? Dude. Uh, this worked week, nothing entertaining. Worked too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gary didn't do anything fun this week. Well, when was your last pack out day? Friday. Friday? Did you. Okay. Well. Are we are we just gonna are we gonna jump straight into that? Is that is that what we're teeing we off with? To. Putting no, Garrett okay. in the hot seat. I mean, you know what we do the last week in archery. I'd say that that counts. Yeah, I guess so. I lost to a buddy in 3D that I introduced to archery a year and a half ago. Nice. So he <laughs> uh, he beat me pretty solidly. So how does that make you feel about yourself? Um, uh, I have room for improvement. Room for improvement. <laughs> Granted, this like nothing on this bow is like set up correctly at this point, and I'm like putting it off because I want to buy new components instead mm-hmm. of a new bow. So I'm like, do I really need to set up this rest if I know I've got a ham ski on the way? Mm, <laughs> mm, I don't know. I could have shot, but man, I don't know the arrows I was shooting, which I won't talk about, but they were. They were, are not arrows that I want to hunt with. We'll just put it that way. They are not. They're not straight. Not straight. So, and I don't feel like messing around with knock tuning them if I'm not going to do anything. So, are those, yeah. those uh, the ones that we can't talk about yet? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Those. Ones. Oh no! 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 They're not. They're not those. There's some other oh. ones I've got. Oh. Yeah. No, they're not those. Those I have shot out of the recurve, bear shaft only, because I'm still waiting on Sam's limbs to uh, uh, show up so I can trim them and then, and then uh, uh, trim and tune. Then I'll fletch them up. But those shooting bear shaft out of my current bow, uh, even though they're they're pretty stiff, they still like they're still awesome. They're really cool. Nice. But nice, yeah. We'll see. I've got those 200 spine Apollos on the way to mess around with so we'll uh we'll see how that goes i'm pretty pumped what about you rob you had well you opening rob, weekend yeah yeah and well t- tell us about uh uh well uh, <laughs> your fishing he, trip <laughs> <laughs> i guess wasn't well, gonna go there but um i think what matt was referring to was the uh broadhead flight fiasco that yeah uh, he, he thought he had told us me. but he didn't oh yeah i have no idea what that is about so i mean i really haven't changed anything on my bow um that's i hunted with it back in june broadhead flight was perfect i had no issues i shot you know my first shot on that russian was at 42 yards um and I've been shooting it still throughout the summer, you know, 3D. No 
issues. Um, that's, I mean, my last, the, the double round tournament that I did like three, four weeks ago, 50 shots, uh, two courses. I did full hunting kit with my quiver on, lighted knocks, full shebang. That went well. And, uh, I don't know, I'm picky, so before I flew out on my trip to Tulsa, I grabbed my broadheads and I went, okay, I just want to verify that everything's good. So I took a shot at like, I think I, think I took a, my first shot at like 30 yards just because that's where I happened to drop the target from where I mm. normally shoot. And... Uh, I missed my target. <laughs> and I'm like, what just happened? So I took a second arrow out. I shot that, and I glanced off the wood frame. Hmm. And so I Wait, lost two arrows. Wait, are you this big, not the big cardboard target? No. Um, okay. I, my uh, four foot by two foot uh, big boy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Pretty, yeah, just no, just still, as big, still a big, so, so a good target. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not a full four by four, but it's no, a four but, by two. Uh, not small, not small. And <laughs> I'm like losing my mind at this point because I'm like, what just happened? Like I just lost two arrows with broadheads, and a week ago I just went sixteen up on fifty targets, like. I'm confused. So, yeah. I uh, did not have time to really dive into it. I had to pack, and then I flew out of town for a week. That was a whole other fiasco. Indeed. But uh, got back home on uh, late Thursday and stripped down an arrow and... uh, Took a couple of shots at like 15 yards and had like a uh, like high left knock by like three inches at like 15 yards. And realized that obviously something changed. The only thing I can think of is I had like one day that I left my bow in my truck when it was hot out. Hmm. And... So my assumption is that some, you know, the uh, strings stretched a little unevenly. Because, I mean, the rest was locked down. Nothing moved there. Nothing else had changed. I'd shot broadheads with my, with my quiver on, just like normal. So, I don't know. But retuned it. Got it all set up. Broadheads are flying fine again. And, uh still managed to get out for opening weekend and realized that while I was out of town we got like six inches of rain and uh, the swamp <laughs> that I hunt is now very flooded. It's a, it's very swampy. So my the dry section that I normally hunt this time of year is currently almost to the top of my knee, my knee boots. Jeez. So my uh, my patterns that I had for the handful of mature does that I'm trying to get right now has definitely changed 
they're no longer using the paths that they were <laughs> because now they'd be swimming. <laughs> that's water. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I got a little work to do yet this week. Um, I'm hoping uh, tomorrow night to be uh, running out there, repositioning some cameras, repositioning some stands until the water level drops back down just to hopefully get where they're actually traveling again. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully I can get uh, the first one in the freezer this weekend and get some venison to complement all the pork that I've got. That's right. Put her down, put her down. At least you've got plenty of uh, pork to mix in with your venison burger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. I just bought a new freezer, though, so I've got room for a couple of doughs. <laughs> my uh, my wife is basically giving me the green light to either buy a, well, a deep freeze. And she said she's okay with an upright deep freeze, which I'm pretty that, excited about. That's what I, I picked up in, like, uh, open box at, like, Best Buy. Yep. That had like one little dent in the door. Yep. And I got it like oh, like thirty percent off list. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's a full size, like the size of a fridge, stand up right. freezer. It's perfect. Yeah. Like so it's I've got like I've got a chest like a a, a top open. Mm-hmm chest freezer which are great especially when you're keeping like whole quarters and stuff like that yeah yeah so i've got one of those already and uh so i wanted a vertical to be able to stack like steaks like we we vacuum seal everything so it's like normally we vacuum seal in like meal meal sized packs so we'll put like you know four small steaks in one pack, seal that up and layer flat and freeze it. So then you grab a a pack and thaw it out. There's dinner. It's the way to do it. It's what I should do too. But it takes Pro some time. Is. But it's it's nice having it all like pre. I mean, like we do all the work up front so that it's yeah. easy to cook. Yeah. You know, because like. All the silver skins cleaned up. Everything is cut and cleaned and trimmed to size. And so if you want, you know, steaks, okay, grab it, thaw it, throw it on the grill. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Pro tip. If, pro you tip? Are, if you are looking to buy one from somebody that has worked in retail before, uh, there is a ton, 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 ton of margin in appliances yes like i mean astronomical uh so um like always like peruse the your local lowe's home depot best buy is Sears still a thing i don't know and basically anywhere that sells appliances and if there's a scratch and dent it's almost always like what rob said like 30 percent off yeah if not more it's I mean, it's wild, especially for like the outdoorsman. 
Like who doesn't this care? Freezer Where it's going is in a garage. In my like, garage. Yeah. Like, who cares? I am putting this in a corner, and it like no one's gonna look at it. Yeah. Like the most the most feet. attention it's gonna get is when there's a deer hanging next to it that we're like quartering and like throwing stuff in to like yeah. cool it down as we're processing. I got right. my stand-up freezer for free from my ex's parents because they were moving Lucky. and just didn't want it. I was like, well, so first I gave it, or my buddy took it, and then they didn't have space for it or they moved from where they had it and he didn't want it anymore. So he's like, do you want this back? I'm like, you're damn right I want that back. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have but it. I'm already planning. Like, I've got the floor plan laid out for... I guess whenever I sell this house, we're building. Yeah. And I mean, it's a handful of years down the road, but like, I already know that I will have a like room that I can bring down to like fridge temp that I will then have my big chest, you know, freezers in so that you can. Hang stuff in there, you know. Walk in like meat cooler, mm-hmm. and then put it into the freezer. Have it all contained, washed, you know, metal tables, all nice. You can use it for fish. You can use it for game. All nice, clean, organized, done. Like that's happening. Dave's in-laws have their whole basement is like a meat cutting room. It's freaking sweet. Yowza. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, without getting too ahead of ourselves, uh, I saw Dave's, well, I saw your pictures and Dave's pictures, I think, of stuff hanging up. Is that mm-hmm. like a little travel, like cooler or no, like refrigerated thing um, that you guys have? Or is that like a local place? It's, you an guys actual, take it to? it's an actual meat cooler, like made out of, like it's got wood walls and all that. And uh, they got it from, they did work for some lady that, had it i don't know if she had it for like a beef operation or just had it because i don't know where but they got it from her because she was getting rid of it and yeah it's an actual like a legitimate like commercial style cooler Hmm. but so that's is it is it mobile like how how are you guys taking it right there it's uh we just load it up in the truck and then go take everything to it okay like five minutes from his house oh okay oh it's like on the way home so does Dave live on the east side of the state? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I stay at Dave's house usually when we're hunting. Oh, for, all so right. I've pretty much been living at Dave's house on weekends and for that week I was off for. I yeah. say. Are pretty much not. Well, I haven't apartment? been home since the nineteenth. <laughs> Between uh, working and hunting, you the nineteenth haven't seen your month? house in a while. Yeah, I haven't been home. She <laughs> <laughs> whiz. How's your dog doing? Oh, she's good. She goes with me. Oh, well, shit. All right. See, yeah. then you're good. Yeah, She's with okay. me, or if we're hunting, she hangs out at Dave's house because he's got four or five dogs, too, so she oh, just there you runs go. around in dog pack. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's probably like a vacation for checks her. checks in the apartment, so. Yeah. All there good. you go. So, uh, you are on the board. You're on the board, on the in, board. A big, in a big way. Uh, yeah. good looking bull. Have you, did you get him aged? Cause like before, no. before you said anything, 
I showed it to my wife, and she said, man, that looks old. And I looked at it, and I thought, that does look old. And then you were like, yeah, he's pretty old. And like his, I, mean, I, I don't know, like his, old, but, you know, his like snout old. looked like elongated, like looked really long. Yeah. I don't know. It looked his snout was, looked really he long. He had some scars on him, like he, you know, he broke off his second on the right side, and then he had scars on his face. He had some scars on his neck. So he'd been fighting pretty good. And hmm. but yeah, I don't, I don't know how old he is. We'll try to figure it out once we, once I'm back over there this weekend or something. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, pretty old around there is like, you know, five, six-year-old bulls starting to get right. pretty old. So Sure, sure. But I'm sure he's he's got to be five just from like the horn mass alone or antler mass. Yeah, he, it looked like he carried uh, pretty good mass through his whole, uh, through the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, he was a good little bull. The tails on the, the fourth and fifths are nice and bladed up, which is pretty cool. But So that was exciting. So yeah. Are you gonna do uh are you gonna do a euro or are you gonna do a full? Yeah. No, I didn't pack the cape out. It was too far and too hot. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you, Dude, I, so I can the, tell you this. It, out... You can bet uh, I, I don't care how miserable the pack out is. If I if I shoot a decent sized bull, I'm going back in for the cape, like if I can't take it well, out with me. My thing is that I just will shoot a bigger one. Hopefully. So Yeah. Well, that, yeah. like well also like the first thing Still. I look like, you know, as soon as we got him on the ground and like Dave and I were just kind of standing there looking at him, I'm like, so do I mount him? It's like, this won't be the last bull like this you kill. I'm like, all right, fair. <laughs> but I thought about it, but yeah, I mean, that, I mean, the cape, the head alone was probably 30, 40 pounds. So Dead gum. Uh, packing out the head and front shoulder that night. Because, so I, you know, people are always like, oh, why would you pack the head out first? It's like, well, it was either that or I was going to have to pack it out the next day anyway. And I couldn't take my neck meat bag because that was like 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't take a front shoulder and a rear quarter because that's way too damn heavy too. So, and I couldn't take the back straps. All right. I mean, I probably could have taken the back straps, but those were, were fine hanging. Um, so I just opted for the head. Cause it was like, it was a decent load, but it was light enough that I could actually make it back to the truck without killing myself. So yeah. And the head had to come out anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, man, you definitely got to yeah. put some miles on the Kafaru this, uh, past two weeks, two bulls. How, uh, how many, how many pounds do you think you, you loaded out altogether mm-hmm. on all your trips? 400 pounds. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, without a doubt, I'd say 400 pounds. Well, you can say you said that a couple of your packs were near over 100 pounds, you know, just oh, for that Oh, for pack. sure. So, packing out Dave's... 110, 120 is what you're saying. Yeah, I, think. I packed out a rear quarter of Dave's and his back straps, and that was, I'm not joking, that was probably 130, 140 pounds. Whew. It was heavy. That's how you break not, things. Not very smart, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that very much. Well, it was all downhill, and it was a short fairly short pack out but it was in the dark so we kind of meandered a little bit which made it not so fun the next day when we did it during you know did it in the morning it wasn't so bad but yeah so kafaru packs they work really well and i'm really glad that i had one of those because like it was heavy i'm not gonna lie to you it was heavy like heavy heavy when i went to put the first load on a dave's i like tried to sit up like just sit up 
to move the pack and I could not move it because I, you know, I just didn't apply enough force to get it going. Moving. But yeah. right. Yeah. Once you get it up and you get the belt and everything attached, like it's not too bad, but yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you definitely need to make sure that a pack like that is properly fitted. Oh yeah. Yeah. I figured I mean, out that I actually figured out my shoulder straps are a little too short. I bought the shorts cause I thought that my torso was like 17 some inches oh dude but i'm pretty sure i need the longs i'm short as i'm short as hell and i I needed the longs yeah but i have a short torso like oh okay i did measure it the way they tell you to measure and it was like 17 Mm. and a half yeah i think i was like i was like like a 17 i was like 18 and a half apparently monkey arms too so your torso is probably pretty long (laughs) yeah i just got tiny little legs (laughs) (laughs) yep Midget running across the table. But, yeah, I'm gonna have to order some long straps, and hopefully that'll make it a little better. Like it wasn't bad, but there's a lot more pressure on my chest than pressure it on your been. chest. So, yeah, yeah. There's never any pressure on my shoulders, which is nice. But the load lifters couldn't do their job as well as they should be able to. So, hmm. Huh. So what? What's the? What's the story? Well. I don't, yeah, don't, don't tell Dave's story because we're going to have him on eventually. We're going to peer pressure him into doing it. Uh, what's the, what's the story on your bull? What happened? Uh, well, so I sent you guys a picture early in the morning that said target acquired or targets acquired or whatever. Yeah. I think you said you had three bulls, something like that. Uh, there were two bedded that we could see. So we, you know, packed up our glasses and headed off towards those bulls. They were on a little flat sitting there and then okay so i'm gonna i'm there. gonna stop i'm gonna stop you like 50 mm. times during this story okay. because I, I need i need education while we're doing it <laughs> um so okay what 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 has that been told never never camp on the north side of a slope because elk will see you is that is that what i remember is that right um uh, everybody says you want to look for north facing slopes because okay. that's where the elk will bed okay i'm guessing because that's like that's where the shade will be once the okay. sun comes up. So once gotcha. the sun starts to move around and the once it gets up high, gotcha. The, the north slope will be in the shade. I think. Sure, uh, sure. Nor- yeah. Whatever. Okay. So do you? I just know the elk bed where they bed, and it's usually in the shade. So that's what I look for. <laughs> so do you look for elk uh, bedding? Is that like a first thing in the morning kind of thing? Uh, so we glass first thing in the morning for stuff that could be, so there's fields that like there's alfalfa fields and stuff that the elk come up out of and they come, they come from down in the fields and then they filter up through different draws and flats and they're looking for bedding. So Hmm. we catch them coming from their overnight early morning feed and catch them going to bed. That's what we look for. They always filter up through, and sometimes you can call them in when they're filtering up through, or depending on where you set up. Right. But a lot of the time, we just set up so we can glass where they bed down, and then we go after them once they bed down. Okay. So All right. we're Continue. actually getting ready to go head after a group of three or four bulls. They will come into play later. <laughs> uh, we're looking at this group, and we're like, okay, there's elk here we knew where they had we knew more or less where they went and then we had elk on the far flat where i ended up killing my bull um but i don't think it was the same bull oh. so but there's this flat that we tried to put a stock on what well, we did put a stock on on some bulls last year 
and I messed it up because I tried to step over a log and I kicked the stob and then all the elk jumped up and ran away. So Don't do that. That'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we took off after these other bulls, I was like, well, I'm going to look under these trees because I know elk like to bed here and it's getting to the point in the morning where stuff's already bedded down. So I'm just going to look over here just in case. Good thing I did because that's when, when I saw those bulls that I sent you guys a picture of. <laughs> so we started to go head over there. We get down in there and I leave Dave at the bottom of the hill and I start stalking up by myself because Dave's already tagged out. So plan was I sneak up there. Uh, I'm going to try to shoot one of the bulls in, the, in their bed. Like I'm just I'm not going to let them get up. I'm just going to shoot, get in as close as I can and right. take a bedded shot. So sneak up there, I get like 80 yards out, I take my boots off, go full ninja, and then I get to where I can finally so start So you're to... 80 yards away from the bull and you stop to take your boots off. But yeah. I guess they're, they're, they're are, so are they like, at this point, are they sleeping or are they just bedded down? They're bedded down, like, you know, probably dozing on and off. They have no idea okay. that I'm there anyways, okay. cause, because you know, they can't win me, the wind's going the other way. Right. Um, they don't hear me yet because I'm still dropped off the off of the top of the flat. Like I still mm-hmm. have to go another, you know, 40 yards before I'm actually on top of the flat that they're laying on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sagebrush in between me and them. So gotcha. Covering up your sound. A lot of insulation. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's other elk usually moving through that area anyway. So if you make noise, like elk aren't like totally mule deer, white tail, yeah. like they don't bust out unless they, smell you or see you for a lot of the time i mean they will bust out if they are weary already and they hear something that they shouldn't but so take my boots off and then go sneak in further and i get to probably 50 yards out from the tree that i know they're bedded under but i'm looking through my binoculars i can't see an ear flicker i can't see any horns i can't see anything trying to see them and i'm like okay i'm gonna go to the next sagebrush bush then get to that one, like, still can't see anything, and I'm at, like, 40 yards now. And then I get up to the next one, I'm at 30 yards, and then as soon, you know, I'm looking through my, I think I was looking through my rangefinder because I was so close, and if I saw anything, I was going to range it to make sure of what the range was, and then just draw and peek out from the bush and shoot. Right. Um, but as soon as I pull up my rangefinder, like, I'm in the bright sunlight too so i'm trying to keep my profile in the bush right but i have to try to peek over the bush to see where you know look for any sign of elk so as soon as i pull my rangefinder up and i'm looking through it and then i just see a spike head turn and spot me i'm like like you can tell when they see right Mm because as soon as he turned his head i'm like oh shit yeah stands up and then with him nine other bulls stood up too holy crap so <laughs> You're then like, oh, all hell boy. breaks loose i'm like oh <laughs> son of a bitch not again so this is the second time i've snuck onto the same flat <clears throat> second time that i've gotten busted and blown all these bulls out uh i had one at 91 yards but my this is one time my quivalizer did screw me i couldn't get like he was not really sure of what was happening just kind of standing there looking around confident at 91 yards but i could not get my sight on him because my equalizer was hitting the bush that i was standing behind mm. so i had to i was passed mm. on that one um 
So those all run off, bust out. Figured I screwed up the whole morning. Nine bulls. Kind of, kind of sorry for myself. Yeah, there were some good bulls in there too, like six points bigger than the one that I end up shooting. Uh, wow. Yeah. Some yeah. Big dogs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. But anyways, so those ones run off. And then I, you know, start cow calling, trying to stop them. And then I see five more bulls filter in from a different direction. But they're not coming in. They just kind of peter off. So I go down, grab Dave. We're standing there talking. And then you know, we, we're like, all right, well, let's go glass this other flat, see if we can find something up there. But so we go sit down, glass flat. I'm still feeling pretty sorry for myself. Not seeing anything, so I just lay down and take a nap. I have no idea how long I'm asleep for. And finally, <laughs> Dave's just like, he like slaps me on the leg or whatever. He's like, all right, are you going to kill a bull? I was like, you see one over there or something? He's like, no, but there's probably some over there. Like, okay. Well, how, far we'll away, how far away are they at this point, do you estimate? Uh, we're like 400 yards from the flat. Okay. From the next flat that we did see, we did see a a good sized bull there that morning, but I think it was a different bull. It might have been the one it might have been mine, but I'm not for sure. The bull we did see that morning did go bed down where I ended up killing mine. So highly possible, but I thought that it was we thought that it was a big six point that we had seen a couple days sooner. Mm. So not sure. Um anyways. So we get down over we go head over to the other flat. And there's, so last year I got pinned behind a tree with a bull that pushed his cows into me before he showed up. And I got pinned behind a tree and last year Dave and I had talked about, yeah, Dave and I had talked about if we had gotten up on this, there's like a little rock, I don't know if it's a bluff or what, but just like, there's this little flat rock up on top of Mm -hmm. where these elk hang out. And I was like, if we had gotten up on that rock, I would have had 20 yard shot and that would have been a dead bull all day long. Uh, so that was our plan this time. We're like, okay, we're just going to sneak up on that rock. We should be able to see. So the, the elk bed down on the backside of this flat, it's like a little hill that you can't see from the other direction, mm-hmm. which I think is why they like it. Cause it's nice and shady and mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. can see them. It's like a little pocket. Um, so it almost get sounds like a this... mule deer like setup kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. In my in my head, anyway. Mm-hmm. So we get up on this, you know, get up on this rock, and as soon as we break over the hill, Dave stops me. He's like, "Cow." I'm like, "Oh." I'm like moo cow. He's like, "No, elk cow." Back up. I'm like, okay, cool. So then I peek <laughs> you know, back over. <laughs> moo cow. There's two cows. Well, there's a lot of moo cows. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's two cows bedded under a tree. But we can't see a bull, and we don't want to make any noise yet because, you know, we don't want to give away our position before we know the situation. So we back up, get back to where we're, you know, make sure wind's good. Um, Make sure that they aren't going to be able to hear us moving around, making our plan and all that. And then I'm like, okay, if I can get to that tree, if there is a bull in here, because our plan usually is get in close and then start to call. So get in close, couple cow calls. Usually if there's a bull in there and he's alone, he's going to sound off because he's thinking that he's got a hot cow somewhere that's making noise, so he needs to make sure she doesn't leave. 
Um, so get in close. And then, so I'm about to try, I'm, if I go to this tree, I have a shot to my right, which is where, like, where they'd be walking underneath that rock that we're on. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be a shot to the left, which is where they would try to filter up if they're going to try to wind us. But they'd have to come all the way around and present a shot before they could wind us. So I'm like, okay, if I can get to that tree without getting picked off, we're good. Um, so as soon as I take two steps, I'm, a li- I'm like 20 yards to the right of where we first popped over and saw the cows. Mm-hmm. And I take two steps and I can just barely see over the hill down below and i just see horn tips sticking up i'm like oh shit i'm like okay and then turn like look again like oh there's five point there okay turn around to dave i was like there's five point right here uh i'm gonna take my boots off because i know he's actually here and then i'm gonna sneak up to that tree so take my boots off sneak up to the tree get in position i'm about halfway there and i hear something jump up and like crunch some sunflower leaves. So we've got these sunflowers. They're like little tiny sunflowers. Mm-hmm. They dry out. They're loud as shit. They're very oh, inconvenient yeah. for trying to stalk stuff. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so something crunches the sunflowers, and I just figured that we got, like, you know, I figured I got picked off or something, and we screwed it up before it even started. But then I figure out that the bull just got up to mill around and feed for the afternoon, you know, I finally see him. I was like, okay, he's like, I'm, I think, oh, he's good enough to die. Okay, sweet. He can probably get <laughs> called in. Uh, and then I get to my little shady spot by this tree and signal to Dave to cow call. As soon as he cow calls, the bull starts pushing cows out and snorting and raking. Cow calls a couple more times. Same thing, just snorting, raking. Cow calls a third time. Then he finally bugles. So that's you know, game on at that point. I'm like, okay, right. this this is good. We might actually be able to get him called in. And he's only, you know, he's 80 yards from me at this point. So right. he's in the window. Um, So eventually, you know, he just keeps raking and snorting and not coming any closer. So I signal to Dave to bugle. And bugles, cuts him off. Dave bugles and the bull cuts him off immediately and is agitated he's mad he's He's pissed yeah he is not happy that there might be another bull close by and a hot cow so i think it took two or three more bugles to get him to actually start walking towards us and as soon as he started coming like you know i'm counting i'm like 60 50 40 he's behind a tree at 40 and i'm like as soon as he like whether he goes left or right like if he goes right He's going to be at 20 yards, and he's for sure dead. If he goes left, he's going to be at 35. Well, he goes in between. He walks past the tree at 35 and then turns straight towards me and starts walking towards me. I'm like, uh, I really don't want to take a frontal shot here. Really hope he turns. So, Why did, was uh, it just a weird situation? Uh, I was up above him, and with how... You'd have to hit. You'd have know. to shoot like really high up. Like have a very yeah. high entrance. I mean, to, it would have been okay, but the at the, like, I he wasn't inside twenty yards, so I wasn't sure. super comfortable. Oh yeah, that too. And mm-hmm. you yeah. know, shooting down on him too. Like I was, I was probably you know ten fifteen feet above him when I shot yeah. him. So, um, 
but not super comfortable with shooting at him frontal because, yeah, I just didn't want to screw it up. But anyways, so he's walking straight towards me from 35 in, and I'm like, and I, you know, my second pin's 37, so I'm like, well, you could just stop at 35 and turn broadside, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but he walks, you know, four or five steps closer, and I guess I'm at 25, but right when he hits that range, something cracked some sunflowers off to my right, and it wasn't Dave, like, I don't know what it was, just... I don't know if it was a bird or what, but something cracked some sunflowers. Bear. Yeah, it was a bear for sure. <laughs> something cracked some sunflowers, and that got his attention enough to stop him and turn him almost fully broadside, so I could take my shot. But shot him, knew I hit bone because it was loud, and my arrow did not go all the way through. Uh, so I guessed him at twenty five. He's probably more like twenty seven, twenty eight. But straight heart shot. He ran. 60 yards and died so nice did you see him pile legit. up in sight yeah. yeah yeah so i i shot him and he goes running off and i turn around to dave and i you know i like cock my head and i'm like i don't know man it was a little lower than i wanted it to but i think it's good and we see cows squirting off to the left like there were still cows up underneath us this whole time i thought he had pushed them all off Ooh, um, you're but, lucky you didn't get busted yeah a little bit but I think they're still bedded down. But anyways, oh, so okay, yeah. we see cows running in the same direction. Like, they're running side by side with him, but then they squirt off to the left, and he never comes out from the straight line that he was running. And I'm like, I don't know. I think it was good. And Dave's like, shh, shh, shh. he's not coming out. Of he's, like, he's like, he's not coming out of the trees. He did not turn left like the cows did. So he either went right or he's stopped. And we're, you know, and then as soon as he's like, he stopped, we see him kind of, like, stumble over and bed down. And it, I mean... Took him a little while to bleed out. I mean, it probably only took him like a minute. I was giving yeah. you guys live play-by-plays as we're watching him <laughs> bleed out. So, but you know, no brag until you're dragging. So, right. But yeah, so it's, it's a long minute, though. Oh yeah, it like, felt you're like sitting forever. there going like, "God, just quit." Yeah, moving. I'm like, yeah, quit I'm like, moving. please, yeah, stop moving. But you know, he put his head down <laughs> as soon as he laid down. Like he's his head's down in 15 seconds. And yeah. then, yeah. you know, he rolls on his side after 30 and then, you know, minute, minute and a half in, he's doing his death kick. And I'm just sitting there the whole time like, oh, he could still get up, though. He could still yeah. definitely get up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But, yep. Been, been there yeah, a lot. Even walking turkeys. up, you know, even walking up to him, like Dave has a video of me. I'll have to send it to you guys. But Dave has a video of me walking up to him and like he's dead as a doornail, but I'm still walking up to him like nice and easy with an arrow knocked and then no. you know i get to the point where like i can actually you know kick him make sure he's dead and i go to kick yeah. him in the stomach and i'm like ah, no i'm gonna walk around to his butt and kick him in the butt yep. just to make sure <laughs> yeah just, you know stay out of reach of those hooves yeah. and <laughs> stay out of reach of the hooves and the swords on his head swords on his head yeah yeah, yeah. but Good yeah call. so kick him and he's for sure dead and then i just look at dave and i'm like holy shit what just happened <laughs> it's like what is this thing he did not look this big when i let that arrow go <laughs> and he's not a monster but like he's a good sized bull like yeah. for, no, especially looked, for where we great. hunt like yeah he's a big five point and i'm very happy with him but yeah i, yeah. I was just like what the what just happened how did that work yeah he he looks like a good bull man i wouldn't sell yourself yeah, short it, oh no, no he's not a good at bull. all like that—that's a—that's a nice bull. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's bigger than my first one, so that's always good. But now I yeah. placing unnecessary pressures on myself when I know full well I'm still gonna shoot the first raghorn that walks out in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well that's cool, man. I'm glad uh I, I, I mean, well, the system worked. Uh yeah. You know, oh yeah. It, so arrow like broadhead i'll just talk about the arrow setup real quick i think i'm around 550 550 grains uh valkyrie short jag 180 the solid um went through i'm pretty sure went through the shoulder knuckle and i got like 20 inches of penetration before he snapped the arrow off Mm. because i found the last you know eight inches or so right Um, but got that much penetration before he snapped it off and pushed it the rest of the way through but it was still you know fairly sharp when i pulled it out of him so it was yeah. it poked through the other side but i think that happened i don't think that happened on the shot i think that happened after he snapped it off and shoved it through and mm. tore up his insides a little bit so but broadhead was perfectly fine he just snapped the arrow off because of where it went in the shot side shoulder so yep heat it up take it out well yep. no you didn't have to heat that up that's a. Uh, I'd ha- I'll have to heat up one. the outsert to pull it off. So. Yeah, yeah. You can resharpen yeah. that thing on a paper wheel mm-hmm. and do it again. That'll be good to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you guys done? And Dave killed one. Uh, so you're done for the season. That's it. Done with elk. Um, I still yeah. have a deer tag, but yeah, done with elk. Well, we've still got buddies that have tags. So there's a one of our you'll, buddies. You'll still be out there doing some work. Yeah, you're I'll on, do something. You're on call for packing. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately for my back and legs. <laughs> Just think of it like your in-season workouts. That's all it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've still got, but I've still got a buck tag, but I'm really thinking of doing, if I don't find a good buck this weekend, obviously I'll just hunt late season blacktail, but. Oh, so you're going to go after, are uh, you're going to have to go after a muley this weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So is uh, that how buck tags work? It's like any buck that's in the state yeah any breed yep mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well so you're, it's just a general archery deer tag and then they're divided into like each unit has specific things that you're allowed to shoot so like most of them are just it's just a buck tag it's just you can shoot huh. any antler, any visible antler deer um and then there's a couple units that you are allowed to shoot does but they're blacktail units so uh, but then there's late blacktail season, which is during the rut. So if I don't shoot, uh, if I don't find a, you know, a mule deer that I actually want to hang my tag on this weekend and get him killed, then I'll just hunt the blacktail rut and try to kill one of those things. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Blacktail meat is delicious too, so that's also it an is. incentive. It's all never, good. It's never all got tasty. to. It is all Never good, got to dabble the, with it. The last blacktail that I shot, well, the only blacktail I've shot, it, it had a nice sweet taste to it. It's delicious. Hmm. It's sweet? Yeah. Huh. It's good. But it was also living on apples for like two weeks, so that could be why. Oh. That could be part <laughs> of it. Yeah. It's like a it's like the apple uh wood chips that you put in a uh apple flavored wood chips that you put in smoking meat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But with uh but doing it with the real thing. Just letting mm-hmm. them eat apples. Alright. I'm I'm down <laughs> with that. Well, There's a good chance that this weekend I'll be either helping a buddy kill an elk. Well, Austin's last to kill a bull. Um, he said he yeah, might come so he out can make to me the some east strings. side. So right, <laughs> yeah, 
He might come out to the east side. Maybe. Uh, I told him to give me a, a call if he is going to head this way, though. Try to put him Does he normally somewhere. hunt the coast? Yeah. He's having huh. a rough, rough season. He thinks he shot a bull, but never found it. But he never found his arrow, never found any blood either. So he's not real sure what the hell happened. <laughs> and the ferns are five feet tall where he hunts. So it's kind of I was going to say, everything stuff. makes things hard. Yeah. yeah you, you said the vegetation been, out there is just insane. It's been a rainy piece of shit all year, too. So that doesn't yeah. help. Hmm. How big is a, like a decent-sized blacktail? Aren't they like like oh, a big one? Like if you, if you go over like 110, isn't that like Pope and Young or something like that? Yeah, like a buck. Yeah. Yeah, like 110, 120 is a monster. Yeah. Huh. I mean, for Oregon, I think 120 is a monster. Like it's yeah. not very yeah. often that you shoot like you see guys shoot big ones, but like not real big ones. You're not huh. like if you shoot a you know 170 inch blacktail like you are the man for quite a while so jeez i've never i don't know if i've ever seen a blacktail that big they exist but definitely not you know like the ones on like up in alaska they're not that big they just don't oh. grow that don't grow that big that i know of but well speaking of small bucks 110 you know 100 and 110 would be small by a lot of guys standards man the online drama has been <laughs> dialed up to 11 recently on people shooting legal game and then other people just like losing their mind over it i i'll never i don't know i i I saw a couple of like good discussions happen that actually like came out of this Mm -hmm. i will never bag on somebody for shooting something that's legal like ever 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 yeah, no, I, I really mm-hmm. don't care yeah however in the like in i guess in my heart uh <laughs> uh like i i do have my thoughts about that like yeah fawns are legal but but man like i just don't are you i mean if well, it's like a for me like if it's a kid and they don't yeah, know if they to- don't know totally, any better or if that's like going to be their first kill ever go for it yeah. like first, send it. yeah first kill second kill like you know get your feet wet whatever i get it totally get it as long as it doesn't have but, spots it's got damn spots let it walk but he, well, man, I mean, even then even I guess then in my book are... spots is fawn yeah right if yeah. it doesn't well, have yeah. spots then it's yearling yeah but they're not i mean you know fawns lose their spots by the time it gets later in the season so but yeah. you, can, you can pick out a fawn Yes. Yeah. Agreed. But man, I, I mean, once again, all four. I'll never, even if people shoot nothing but fawns, like I'll never, I'll never tell them that they shouldn't or that they can't or whatever, unless it becomes illegal. Yeah. Then I'll be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. But like, and once again, for you know, first, second, entry level kills, totally get it. Get yourself on the board. get introduced to hunting become a hunter but man after that like i really think you should take a like a look at the like conservation model and just understand like if i kill this deer now i am wiping out all the potential gene pool that this deer creates yeah and well and that's an issue even outside of that talking about you know young animals like 
like gene pool wise, like talking does that that's a little separate and that's dependent on situation. Right. Right. But talking about like super young animals, fawns, like the part that I don't get is that typically that is, you know, if it's not some young, you know, new hunter, it's typically a got some kind of a like meat for the freezer, yes, type of comment with it, mm-hmm. right? Which I just do not get because oh, yeah. for a white tail fawn, you're gonna get not even twenty ten, pounds of ten, meat if you pick it pounds? clean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you like, getting? Like, I mean, they're, you're, you're not going to get anything box. off the that ribs. Is it. You're going to get some very, very small back straps. Some like the size of a tender barely on a normal there, size deer. You know, I yeah, don't want to talk about why loins. I know that. <laughs> yeah, like, your tender your tender loins are going to be like the size of uh, like a finger. Yeah, like a like a scallion. <laughs> like they're going to be yeah. those little like like three ounce scallions you pay like <laughs> way too much for somewhere. Yeah. And like, because I mean. Honestly, like, I am more of a meat hunter. Like, not that I, like, need the meat. Like, I know that I can go and buy meat from, like, a farmer for a, a better overall price. Sure. Yeah, I, right? Well, with all the sh- money I spent on gear and shit this year, I could have bought probably two whole beef cows from my yeah, friend's yeah. family oh, yeah. farm. Who, yeah. like, that's what they 100%. do for a living and they like, sell it to high dollar like, if restaurants you in Portland like legitimately need meat to feed your family you're not going hunting there's a lot more financially or, responsible ways of doing it yeah you're yeah. either not going hunting or you're not worrying but, about how many tags you have in your pocket but yeah i like like when i say that i am on like more of the meat hunter side of it i like the meat I like that it's natural. I I like that I know where you know it's been. I'm, yeah, I, I process I like it I, myself. Yeah, you know where it comes from. Exactly. I enjoy that process of, um, I guess, understanding and and being part of that process of where my food comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it doesn't have to always be the biggest, you know, thing in the world, but. I want something mature because if I'm going to take the time to drag and process and, you know, pack it, clean all this stuff up, pack it all, you know, into meal size portions, vacuum seal it, you know, do all the prep work, do all the work. I want it to be worth it in my in i guess for me yeah right. you gotta have like, more than because the work doesn't change the, i mean i'm exactly. gonna do the same amount of work cleaning wise mm-hmm. regardless of if it's a 80 pound you know yearling or a 120 140 pound you know two or three year old yeah yep like I'm still going to be doing all the same deboning. I'm still going to be doing all the same, you know, 
skinning and everything like that. It's just a matter of how much I'm getting. Yeah. Well, you know, like here, you know, you see, we'll see guys shoot. Well, one, people complain about numbers here a lot, like herd numbers and whatnot. Yeah. Like, oh, there's no elk, there's no deer left, everything's mismanaged, and then they go out and shoot young animals and shoot does and well yeah probably shoot does when they're not supposed to because we're not allowed to shoot does here or shoot cows in a low low area um a low number area or you know they participate in the late season cow hunts which cows are definitely pregnant because our season runs clear through march yeah absolutely they Uh, are and then yeah they well, turn when do they drop come... april or uh yeah, april, may? may yeah so like they're damn near full full gestation elk yeah that are ready to that's pop that's almost and like a two for one deal yeah except they i don't know what happens but <laughs> yeah but you know like those guys will they do all this stuff and then they complain there's no elk left yeah, i get it's you. like well pick a lane like know what you're doing when you kill a cow or a doe or whatever like i don't care like if that's what makes you happy go for it but if you live in a low number area and you shoot three does a year because that's what the state allows you to do you don't get to complain that there aren't any deer don't complain that the system's broken and there's no animals exactly because you could have passed a lot of stuff you can have three four or five tags and go i'm not there's using not, these yeah it's like there's not enough deer in this spot that i am hunting i'm going to go like if you go to just go to a different area yeah if, you know well and that's like we were kind of talking about area. earlier like wisconsin is broken up by zone and by county depending on where you're at yeah and so we have complete zones like the entire north portion of the state is I guess for the most part has been a no doe at all zone. Mm-hmm. Um, like the last couple of years, there's been some areas that have uh, reopened for like one doe. Um, but I mean, then you look like around where I live, uh, like locally here. I mean, I've got typically every year I get three to four bonus doe tags. Yeah. If you go a county up, you could shoot like I think six. I like, think you know when I still lived in Ohio, like ours would vary, but we were always there was never a time that we weren't a two deer county. Yeah, and then you know there's years that it went up to four or five. Mm-hmm. And if well, you that's mean, like, you and you have to, to tag the like areas. they have different zones. If you tag out and you can tag out in each zone, so like yeah, yep. If I tag out in zone A then I can still hunt zones B, C, and D. So you can mm-hmm. shoot like 12 deer a year if you have access to the property yeah. and you can do yeah. it. But yeah, here in Oregon, like you get one deer, one elk per year. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, unless you can get a leftover tag. Other than that, that's all you get. No yeah. if and ifs, ands, or buts. So like, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, people spend the money on the tags, but tags are cheap. Yeah, in I the get, long run. I mean, compared I to all the all gear... My, yeah. Like, the tags are nothing. Exactly. I get all of my tags, like, fishing license, hunting license, tags for all the big game species, like bear, cougar, elk, deer, what else, turkey, uh, that might be it. But anyways, I get 
is that five or six? Whatever. However many tags for two hundred dollars. <laughs> or like hundred and ninety dollars. Yeah. And that includes fishing and like you can catch unlimited fish. Mm-hmm. Like you can have only so many in possession, but it's a lot. Yeah, possession limits, but Yeah. But it's a lot. So like, you know, people complain about pricing for tags going up a few dollars every couple of years or whatever yeah. and they're like it's like that's you don't understand how good you have it in this place because I used to spend a hundred plus on a hunting license and two deer tags in Ohio. And that wouldn't last, you know, if I just ate my deer meat, that was it. That'd last me a month. If that, but yeah, Matt, don't you get unlimited does where you live? Yeah, we have unlimited doe tags in the majority. Yeah. in the majority of the state, I've never Mm -hmm. been on like a Domageddon year. I was thinking this might be one of them. Uh, (laughs) But we'll we'll see. I don't yeah. I don't I don't even have cameras out yet. Uh, so I'm trying to kill stuff. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said, I, like this year, I feel like I'm gonna be very more like run and gun. Like I'm literally gonna walk around looking for sign and then just like hang a stand on this on like a rub mm-hmm. and just like and just do that. And because the last couple of years, I've been like That's how I hunted basically huh (laughs) that's how i hunted whitetail my whole life (laughs) yeah well i mean with you know i've been lucky enough we have a 400 acre farm that that's true we don't we don't have to deviate from we've got yeah 20 ish ladder stands on there so it's like oh like i go to these stands that's right for the wind and right and uh, but a lot like the last couple years there just hasn't been much sign around like most of the stands and i've got a couple of hang-ons and i figured it out (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Probably so. That's so, a good point, though. Like, I know guys that struggle realizing that the historical good stands may not be good stands anymore. Oh, yeah. The, the deer will alter their pattern. Like, I think yeah. I shot. So there was this when I was a kid, my dad had 24 or 5 acres, 24 acres. And I shot three or four or four deer off this same rock like a little rock by a tree i shot three or four deer my dad had a tree stand hanging out there he shot two or three and then eventually they just stopped walking by this little point with the rock on it after a while mm-hmm. so i you know just have to venture off somewhere else figure out where yeah. they travel but yeah well, they're not that, stupid yeah they get I mean, shot at enough they're like one of you those know, they just generationally they're like mm, we're not gonna walk that way today kids <laughs> like it's just one of those like a lot of times you can have an area because of you know the you know surrounding terrain that just it's a natural yeah there's gonna be a funnel right yeah um because of how the forest is is you know shaped how you know the hill or the field or whatever is you know working together Mm -hmm. but like don't just blindly do those same spots like yeah look to this look at the sign is there sign there you know is there traffic is there rubs you know what's go to where the animals are and guess what you will see more animals yes yeah, like, so all you guys like been... people like to go where they want to go. They don't yeah, want to yeah. go where the animals want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while you guys have been talking, I've been doing some math. Go figure. 
and <laughs> if you if you're in a place that kills or that has uh, a three three deer limit three doe limit we'll say uh, three doe limit and if you kill those three does every year for five years uh, if you count the offspring that would have happened if you hadn't killed those does uh, total offspring you are looking at somewhere between uh, so you killed 15 deer over the course of five years but including the offspring uh, over that course of the five years, you Assuming have wiped like two, two per year, two per year, yeah, uh, um, somewhere between 120 and 240 deer. Yeah. Yep. So like, be, just just think like just think about it like if you if you take and uh, 120 half, is like half half, half doe half female yeah, yeah half male half female uh, 240 is like full boat like all does. I think I think the ratio is actually like for actual what's actually born is like a little bit skewed towards does for whatever reason. I think so. I, I'd have I to look. it's it's not insane. I want to say if I I, I could have sworn I read an article on QDA QDMA about it one time that said it's closer to like sixty forty. Uh, so I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you just man, take if you, if you just take if you just take like a two year break of like just like hunt bucks and like not hunt does if you're in an area that is like starving for deer even if you're like, shooting the little bucks it's better yeah yeah, yeah. i mean because the big bucks they'll breed yeah. all the does you don't have oh, to yeah. worry about it bully they'll me. kill they're gonna doing it too they're gonna get it I've, <laughs> I've seen it i've seen it man have you have you, have you guys ever killed a whitetail where his chest is like bare because oh, yeah. he's been he's been mating so much oh yeah my, my man uh but yeah like i mean if you if you kill a doe, you've killed that entire, like, genetic line that would have happened. If you kill a buck, that that, that uh, the does are going to get bred yeah, anyway. S- some other buck is going to do the breeding that that buck would have done. Yeah. Right. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And even QDMA, and the, the thing that I went to, they were like, yeah, need to kill more bucks. Like, we killed a lot of does last year, need to kill more bucks. I mean. Yeah. All right. And he and Grant and then here I am and here's yeah, just the yeah, hypocrite. Here's the hypocrite. hypocrite that I am is like I want Missouri to go to a one buck state, not a two buck, like like it's been. I'd rather him go to one buck. Better. Well, yeah, deer, that's where but... you run into the issues of like, do you want to be a trophy state or not? Right. Know? Well, and that's you know, like if you can't shoot does, you're gonna shoot bucks. That's where control. we're at for Oregon. Like they have a buck is legal if it has a visible antler. Like, there's no point restriction or anything, so... Mm. And there's no big bucks. Like, there are big bucks, but they're few and far between, and you have to hunt them hard to find them. Yeah. Right. So, that's where you run... Like, they want their money, so they're not gonna take away or make an antler mm-hmm. point restriction. And The majority of Missouri is a four-point on one, one side rule. Yeah, we don't have yeah, that. We, that. We don't have anything. If we had like... that, no one would kill a buck, or, you know, the buck... Uh, harvest rates would drop well, probably like 80% just because tons of people just shoot fork and horns. Hmm. That's all there. I mean, that's really what there are, though. Like, that's what's available yeah. to most, yeah. most people. So That's tough. I mean, I get no, it. I've shot those last two years, actually. But I... I'm gonna not shoot one this year. I did shoot at yeah. one, but well, and, and once again, to, <laughs> yeah. Well, to to circle back around to like the 
thing that I said at the very beginning. If somebody shoots it, wants to shoot it, then they will hear no flack from it. me. Yeah, yeah. Be happy with and, it. Be and, proud and, of it. And as long as be it's proud legal. of it. Don't walk into it like I, apologizing you see this all the time on Facebook. Guys, apologizing like, oh, yeah, for sorry, something the that biggest, they obviously but... were happy with. Yeah, like, yeah. You took the shot. You obviously looked at that animal and went, you know what? That's going to make me happy. Yeah. For whatever reason, whether it's the meat or maybe maybe that little forkhorn is the biggest thing that you've shot. Yeah. Right. The biggest thing that you've had an opportunity at. And you're like, you know what? It's a step up from the spike that I had two years ago. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Take it. If it yep. makes you happy, take it. And that's like, but don't come on social media and go. I know it's not the biggest thing ever, and like, but but you know, I, I had the opportunity. You know, I say, hey, this thing's awesome. I I'm excited. Yeah, like I'm I'm jacked about this. But I think I mean not to get all woo woo, but you know, we all everybody's always like, oh, you should respect the animal, blah blah blah. And I think it's a little disrespectful to the animal that you decided to kill to be like, oh, I know he's not. You know, I know he's not the biggest or... No, I I completely whatever. agree. Like, I agree with that. You should yeah. celebrate that... I mean, you took something's life, so well, like, yeah. celebrate and the yeah. life that it did have, even if I it was think short. I that right. when you start apologizing, you feed the trolls... Oh, yeah. ...that are bound to come out and tell you, you should have gave them another year, you shouldn't have shot that, it's too small, it's you know this or that. Yeah. Like come out and go this i deemed this animal good enough to put in my freezer yeah there you go yep. <laughs> like that's like so okay we can circle back to the filling the freezer thing with that comment uh my pet peeve with people saying like you know saying meat in the freezer it's like yeah there's meat in the freezer but when someone shoots something young and immature and then they're like oh got a freezer filler here it's like well how small is your freezer because i can yeah. fit that, well, that in that my goes back to what box. i was saying like what i don't understand like you're like, not like you shot it because you wanted to and just say yeah. that that's all that you need to say like i yeah. shot this because it was in front of me and i wanted to pull the trigger yeah. i have no problems with that but if you're like well i shot this because it was the only thing that gave me an opportunity and well, I really needed the meat. It's like you didn't, you didn't need really need the meat because you could have spent right. that fifty dollars or however much money it cost for your tag and bought way more meat than you just got out of that teeny tiny deer. So, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Well, Especially well, people, people listening to this podcast, like they they aren't they aren't hunting deer for to feed their families. No. You, you you don't usually not. It, it, yeah. If you if 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 you were if you were real if you were really aren't. that 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 budget minded, you're buying yeah, you're the listening. cheapest gear possible. Yeah. You're you're buying like if you're keeping it down to that kind of dollar amount, you are very very rarely uh, uh, spending money on quote unquote quality gear. I guess yeah. you could say. Also, the uh, the biggest meat hunters that I know are rifle guys, and they literally yeah. have yeah. a. $300, $200, like, Savage or Remington or something cheap, and every year they go and buy a box, or they probably have the same box of Remington Core Lock 308 that they bought five <laughs> years ago, 
because they don't even take a like a zero shot to make nope. sure everything's still good to it go. It was good last year. It's good this year. Yeah. Yep. Walk out, and, drop a deer in its tracks, and call it a day. Yep. Well, the other thing, it. like especially if you're hunting just deer, like elk, if you shoot a big enough elk, you could live on it for oh yeah a long time. You know, you get right. you get a lot That's of meat a out of an elk. Size animal. Yeah. But like deer, like you'd have to live in a state where you can shoot. Even, but if you have a like, if you're a single person, like me myself, if I just lived off of deer meat, I'd have to shoot at least ten, twelve of the things. Like I'm not getting enough meat to actually live off of for any sustainable amount of time without Mm -hmm. shooting a lot of them. Yep. Yeah. And most places don't like you know Oregon. You get one tag for each so you have to start eating something else like you're gonna have to start foraging for all the mushrooms you can find because you're not gonna be able to live off of animal meat (laughs) yeah well and that's i mean if if you're someone and and i mean this happens and i guess it it's tough because it's illegal but like if you're someone that truly is hunting to feed your family, then you're probably not caring about the tags. No, absolutely not. Yeah. You're not even buying a hunting license. You're, you're not doing you're any of that. taking whatever is, is yeah. available, and you're making it work, right? Yeah. I mean, that's when I think of someone you know feeding their family, that's what I think of. Like that, That's how my dad grew up. Well, yeah, if I'm... Like, that's actually, why he doesn't hunt right, anymore. If I'm actually feeding my family, like, like I'm going to be... And no one's gonna know about it. First off, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, secondly, <laughs> you're not gonna be talking about. That. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna post it on Facebook. I'm not. It's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's like, like we live. Well, I mean, you know, there are people that have. You know, they live lesser means. They don't have good jobs, and they have to get by with less. And that yeah, it happens. But like, yeah, if you really, really have to <clears throat> live off of what you kill, like you're not. On probably not even on Facebook because you don't have enough probably money don't for the have internet, internet anyway. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, well, and it's just one of those where like it's a different thing altogether. Yeah, I don't. People just like, I think people are not really in tune with how good they have it sometimes when they can go out and they can spend that two hundred dollars on. Their sports pack yep. here oh, in Oregon. Don't worry, I have the money for gas to go hunt elk and you know. Yeah, I, I even dropped another fifteen hundred on a new bow. <laughs> yeah, and another two hundred dollars on a new set of arrows, and then some broadheads, and you know, had to had to outfit that new bow. So I spent about seven hundred dollars there. So you know, I'm only in this thing like three grand. And uh, don't worry, I shot a hundred pound whitetail, and I'm yeah. I'm feeding the family here. Yeah. Right, <laughs> like that's that's what bothers me with yeah, that it's comment. Yeah, it's just hypocritical. It's like you're not paying attention to how much you're actually spending well, to shoot that whitetail. You want, it's just like, an we excuse. all hunt. Yeah, we hunt because we want to, and yeah, that yeah. shouldn't like there shouldn't be. There's no any, shame in that. No, you shouldn't yeah. have like, to say anything about it. It's just like I hunt because I want to, and I like exactly. it, and I, I've always liked it, so I just keep doing it, and I keep spending money to be able to do it. Yep. I don't, no yeah, shame. I don't get why people have to. No shame in the I don't game. know. I just don't know where that shame comes from. Really, I don't understand. Like I, uh, it, I don't get social it. media. It's, yeah, but you even have before to that, be bigger, like, better, 
like I guess it's and, always like I always I mean, think even of it before as like social the, media, it was still it's it's that competition mindset. It's yeah, you know, you didn't shoot the biggest one, and you're gonna make an excuse, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, you know, like I could have beat you, but <laughs> right, my I wanted the meat." The last right. buck I shot in Ohio <laughs> might have even been my biggest buck. He was only like 120 inches or something, but I snort wheezed him in from 500 yards away to 10 yards, and there was no way that I wasn't going to shoot him. Yeah. Like, but he was also, he was a four-year-old deer and only 120 inches, so he was going to die either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like 200 pounds and worthy of get, catching an arrow. But, See, there you go. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, you'll do. I'm also well, cold, and, and I don't want to hunt anymore this year. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that that can be part of it. Like, I mean, I honestly think that, like, there's more to it than the size of the rack. I mean, the the challenge of the hunt. Yeah. Whether it's physically demanding, or you know, you snuck up on you know you stalked up on this animal from a couple hundred yards away and managed to get within, you know, 15 yards. Yeah. That's an accomplishment. I don't care. Like that could be a two or a three year old, you know, small racked buck, but you got the drop on a doe. Yeah. You got the drop on it though. And guess what? Killing that animal is an accomplishment. Yes. You know, it it's a a mark of of the skill that it took to get there, and I think that that should be more of the focus mm-hmm. instead yeah. of you know blowing it off as you know with an excuse with just some cover. Like, I... be honest with yourself, and it's a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. At this Man, point, uh... like I catch a little flacket. You know, from guys at work or whatever that mm-hmm. give me shit, and they're like, "Do you even understand how hard elk hunting is?" I'm like, "Yeah, but do you under do you even understand how hard I hunt when I'm hunting elk? Like, I run myself ragged. Dave and I are both, you know, we drop weight like crazy as soon as the season starts because we're not eating enough, we're not sleeping enough, mm-hmm. we're running, running and gunning for all day long every day that we have the time, and then you know, like." I've shot two bulls now, which is like two bulls in three years since I, I've only ever hunted elk for three years. Yeah. Two bulls in three years is really good. And like, I'm well aware of that fact and they're both decent sized. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've also been incredibly lucky just shit's gone my way. And I also recognize that. And I fully expect there to be some really rough seasons where shit's not just not going to go my way. Like last year was a rough one. But, like, it happens, and I'm fully aware of it, but mm-hmm. I also, you know, we take opportunities and make opportunities. Like, we yeah. push the envelope a little more than most people will just because we're not just going to sit there and not try. Yeah. Worst thing that happens is you go after an elk and you blow it out and he runs away. There's more elk. We'll go find Guess more what? elk later. Reset, find another right. one. Yeah, just try go again. find more. But, you know, there's a lot of guys well, and that that's just I feel the bad for him. Yeah, there's... You know, I feel bad it's for a not lot of guys. Quitting. Right. It's resetting, evaluating what went wrong, 
going, okay, let's not repeat that mistake. Yeah. And let's find some more animals. Right. Do it over. I'm <laughs> trying to think of how like, many elk I have shot at. I wish I had the space Three. to do that with whitetail. Yeah. Four. Like, one. That's what's good about seven, Like, eight? there's so much country out here. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. trying to think. So my first year, I shot at three. Oh, okay. Shot well, you're one in the back strap. I shot one. I shot at a spike and missed because my spike or my sight got bumped. <clears throat> and then I killed my bull. So three, four misses last year. Three, two this year. Two shot this at year? three this year. No, I shot at another shot one three? and missed because I uh, hit a branch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. So 10? So, yeah. I've shot at 10 elk in three years, which is also ridiculous. That's a pretty good... Right, but I'm only two for 10. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not as impressive. <laughs> that's, not, that's not great. <laughs> but, well, it just like, goes back to last week's episode with Greg talking about how we need to, we need to hit what we're aiming at. Yeah. But it's now, also like, I also know that you are a very proficient archer. Like, yeah, I know that's not the issue. Like it's just it has been my nemesis. But, well, that but like th- this just goes to I mean, I mean like I I don't think many it's also, I, I don't think many of those shots you just like completely and totally botched. Uh, no. Um. Uh. But like this just goes. To, I mean, I know that you can pile them together at 80, 90, 100 yards. I know that's yeah. not a big deal. Right. And. If even somebody that is as good a shot as you are and as good a shot, and I know plenty of other guys that are incredible shots that are in similar situations with big game, it's, that, that just goes to show that you never know what's going to happen when you let go of that arrow, right? Yeah, never. Like yeah. you, you, you don't know, and so and you have happens. to be ready. Like yeah, ex- exactly. In general, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yep. it's hunting. It's not yeah. you. You know, you aren't you aren't shooting at a at a piece of foam you know right. this isn't a 3d target that's static it's it's a dynamic animal that's moving and yeah. you will you will never never ever be able to tell me exactly where the arrow is going to hit you can tell right. me exactly where it's going to be placed you don't know where it's going to hit yeah and that's that's why you have to have to have your stuff together with your setup i mean plan you know plan for the worst hope for the best even like t- today, Troy posted a, a new video. Great video, by the way. Um, a bit, and I'm I'm just the more I talk to people, the more I'm determined that people just don't know where vitals are on animals. Like uh, yeah, literally, honestly. up the leg, lower third. Like yeah. just yeah. just send it. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Like just well, yeah, they, you're I, you're getting you're getting closer to the shoulder. So like if it turns into it, then then I yeah, you that, you could you could end up hitting shoulder. They, but I think they know where the vitals are. I don't think scared. they know where the bones are. Yeah, no, I think yeah, that, honestly, yeah, that's true. They know like, like you can like people can watch a video of a deer getting heart shot, and they're like, they'll be like, oh, oh right heart in shot. The shoulder. Yeah, they'll be like, oh heart shot, right? In, but we're, it went right through the shoulder. It's like it didn't go through the shoulder. There's no bone there. Yeah. Yeah, you got four inches lower before you hit bone. Yeah. Yeah. That was why when I, you know, when I shot my bull, I'm like, I was like, oh, that was low. I know, but I knew it got in far enough. So I wasn't too worried. Like I watched it bury up past my arrow label. So I'm like, oh, that like, that's enough. There's enough arrow in him. And that's, you know, the 
heart is in the bottom of the chest cavity. So I knew that it was yeah. good, but yeah. 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 I, I just, I think people know where the vitals. Well, I take that back. People don't know how like on the lower third, they don't understand where the guts start. I'm pretty concerned or, or pretty convinced. You know what I mean? Cause like yeah. people will say two ribs back from the front leg. It's like, well, you shoot two ribs back from the front leg low. You're shooting straight guts. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, you might catch lung, but you're pretty much right in the stomach. Like, there's, you're past your rear of the diaphragm, and you're in the guts. Like, that, you're not hitting the heart. You're not hitting lungs. You're right in the guts. Yeah. Because you can even hit, like, an inch or two forward of the shoulder. Oh, yeah, you're still, you're in the chest cavity, though. Like, you're not, that's what, like, you're above the diaphragm. Like, you're, Mm -hmm. you're in the chest cavity, not the the gut area but if you go you know six inches up from that front leg and then you're still you know quote unquote two ribs back that's liver like straight liver right it's still i mean it's lung and liver but it's not you know not an ideal shot placement but people are like oh it's perfect it's like uh no i wouldn't shoot a deer there (laughs) wouldn't shoot any animal there if i could avoid it but I don't know, like, and then, you know, shot angles and stuff, too. People don't understand where the vitals are on different angles of shots. Like, shooting out of it, like, people know, I think know, at least, how to shoot out of a tree stand, but you put them on the ground, I don't know that they understand exactly where to aim, depending on the angle of the animal. Yeah. Well, and that's one where, like, I swear that, like 3d targets are partially to blame for this yes but yeah i wish i'd gotten to talk to greg more about that but i didn't aim needs to change based on the angle yes like that's why at least one 3d shoot a year we shoot for kill shots like we don't shoot for score yeah right because you know they'll set up targets where they're hardcore like not hardcoring away but a good quartering away yeah but i mean elevation wise yeah like if if it's, you know, quartering away and you're 20 feet above it, guess what? I don't want to hit where that, that 12 ring is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, if I hit where that 12 ring is, that that is bad. Well, you see guys like, shooting, like, quartering. I've seen, I don't know how many YouTube videos of guys shooting a quartering towards shot and they still shoot right behind the shoulder. Behind the shoulder, yeah, yeah. instead like, of in front of it. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what did you just do? Like, wh- right. you just shot it, like, into the guts, yeah. barely. Yeah. Like, you you almost missed the guts. Like, you're, <laughs> well, I guess almost missed the stomach. You're yeah. in the you're guts. You're in the intestines. Like, in the intestines. Yeah. That's what I meant to say there. And then, you know, guys. Messed up. Uh, had a guy over the weekend tell me that he passed a seven yard frontal shot on a bull because he wasn't comfortable with it i was like dude there's nothing there though he's like, like yeah i'm just yeah. not real comfortable with the frontal shots i'm like at seven yards though like man like, there's you have to hit a basketball your arm like, out and literally just, set, just stab it with your arrow, arrow if you want in there and yeah good like poke it's hard yeah <laughs> like, there's nothing there what I, yeah and then you know like whitetail guys come hunt out west and you know, you see them in 
YouTube videos and whatnot, passing perfect frontal shots. And, you know, guys that actually are familiar with hunting elk are like, what are you doing? Why would you not? Well, and Why'd you wait for it to turn thing, broadside though. and then shoot it in the guts? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> it, it's a different thing, though, because, like, whitetail, one, a frontal shot is is a much smaller target. Yeah, and you yeah, don't right? really want to take one from, like, and, you know, I didn't shoot my bull frontal because yeah. I was above him. So, yep, I mean, frontal shot is... from above, not great, but... Exactly. You can like, still run it down their neck, and you'll probably be just fine. Yeah. But, I mean, like, whitetail, one, they're they're twitchier. That's true. Two, yeah. it's a lot smaller target. Yeah. Like, that, that, that opening that you're aiming at and how much the the body can move while staying in that zone is tight mm-hmm. i say that but i smoke i mean i agree with what you're saying however i did smoke my antelope with a front yeah. shot so no and that's i'm not saying you can't <laughs> Those that's are real twitchy. not saying you can't at all <laughs> oh yeah i would had, had i not had that situation i wouldn't have taken that shot either i would have waited for yeah. the turn so yeah but. So, it's like, if if you're really confident in your abilities and you're comfortable with the situation and, you know, everything feels good, then yeah, rock it, right? Mm-hmm. Let, it, let it fly. But if you're someone that is looking at that and you're going, oh, God, like, that's, that's too tight of a shot, like, nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, don't take that shot. Then, then don't take that shot. Don't take, I think people are <laughs> a little overconfident in the shots that they do take anyways. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. I think that leads to a lot of wounding as well. It's just like guys are like, oh, it's broadside. I can take that shot. But they're not paying attention to broadside, quarter two, or... leg position. Yeah. Any of that, they're just like, oh, it's broadside, shank. Well, yeah. I mean, that's one where, like, you know, guys that aim behind the leg, mm-hmm. are you looking at where the leg is? Right. Yeah. Like, right. is just that like forward? Punch the guts because where... the leg is back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just behind the leg, if that leg is forward, is good. Yeah, that's money. Right. I mean, at that, that point, if that, back, if that leg is slightly out. angled forward. Now you're, you know, you're kind of looking in that little pocket, that armpit. Yeah. If the leg's straight, behind it is, eh, okay, I guess. Like, I mean, getting kind of what we were saying before, right? You're getting kind of further yeah, back, depending on how low getting you are. Getting into the stomach. If that leg is back and you shoot behind it, now, like, what? where'd you just shoot? Yeah, like, now you got a problem. Sporo or guts is where you shot. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, in so many times I've heard it, well, I, I shot just behind the leg. But where was okay. the leg? But you <laughs> have to pay attention to some of the, the other details here. Yeah. Like, well, like, you know, I honestly, I sort of start to cringe when, like, if it's not a quartering away shot and someone says they shot right behind the shoulder, like, I start mm-hmm. to worry automatically. It's like, I hit him right behind the shoulder, right where you want to. I'm like, mm, I have more questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to look at this chart and <laughs> yeah. tell me if you understand animal anatomy. Oh, I, I love and I hate the, like, grid pictures. Yeah. Oh, 
Why do you hate them? I find them fascinating. I find people's responses fascinating. The, the, the I kind of, you know what? It's social experiment. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to post it on, on a uh, large talk, group. We'll talk about yeah. it next time. I'm going to post it on a large group. I'm going to gather the results and see, see yeah, what happened. Cause like what, what kills me is when like I find one, I'm scrolling through and I'm like, Oh geez, everyone's shooting like way back. Like, why are you guys aiming? And so then I back? and then I put my answer in there, and I'm I'm going like that that triangle's there, and I'm just going, yep, I'm going here. Like yeah, people are either like, well, I'm breaking shoulder, the shoulder forward, shoulder there. or I'm going right in that pocket, right where I want. Like if I screw up, I'm hitting bone. But and I'm okay. We're with talking that. a white tail, and I run yeah. a 950 grain arrow. <laughs> like, guess what? I'm putting it in that pocket. So if you hit bone, you're just gonna chop its leg off. So it's totally fine. And then all these people are like, "Oh my god, you're shooting into the shoulder! How how can you be that unethical?" No, no. If I if I put it where <laughs> I want to, you. there is no bone. Yeah. Like I am and not even if aiming you hit bone, bone. Uh, you're not shooting. But a I'm also prepared. 370 grain arrow it happens. mechanical, so it's not just going to bounce off. Like, yeah, we'll see. That's. I can't wait hopefully, for those results. Uh, That'll be neat. Hopefully, I get reset in the next couple of days here and uh, have a nice 130, 140 pound dough come scrolling through this weekend yeah, so there you, do you have like a all. nice little dinghy to get to your stands or how's that work i walk <laughs> takes his bass boat just <laughs> where you have to walk slow though because right now <laughs> might be some holes. like my my knee boots are like within an inch of water level oh god so i've got to walk very slow <laughs> To keep the you know, like, because you walk too fast and you start making waves between your legs. Yeah, you're screwed. You're, you're splashing, and then now you you're full, wet. Full boots. I so, just, I guess I'd just hunt in waders. I don't know. I honestly Can you spot I, and stalk in that kind of t- terrain. I'm <laughs> Do not. Do you still walk through it? <laughs> um, they are walking through it. Yeah, um, but it's, I'm I'm, tr- trail, I'm doing buddy. tree stand. That's <laughs> uh, I'm I'm climbing up into a tree and. I would love for you to shoot a deer in that water and then, like, have your blood trail in the water. Be like, does this blood look, does this blood look good? <laughs> this blood looks kind of thin. I don't know. It's like, oh, it's all watery. Like, oh, never mind. Found it. Please do it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to do that now. <sighs> yeah, Preferably that's... before this podcast airs. Snap, snap. <laughs> you got two oh, days. God. I don't even think I'm going to be in the woods before that. <laughs> Shit. Like, well, I guess I'm hoping to be in the woods tomorrow to, Ollie. like, reset a stand and reset some cameras. How far you is sh- it to you shoot where you hunt, hunt usually? Oh, um, I guess oh, this time of the year I'm hunting locally. And so it's, like, 15 minutes from my house. Nice. Um, but that's during the week. I don't typically get home from my day job until like five, four thirty, five o'clock. Hmm. But I'm also normally taking calls for my business at that point on the way home, and then that bleeds over into getting orders done. Damn it, people! Order your arrows sooner so Rob can go hunting. 
We need actual <laughs> data. Like right? I'm honestly like I, I I get a lot of good questions and a lot of good discussions this time of the year. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to say that I would ever like just take a break because I don't need like I have no need for my business. Yeah. You obviously like to do it like, though. So. I like to do it. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not making any money doing it. So it's <laughs> like I'll I'll, really like honest, I'll, I'll save money <laughs> by by not doing it. Yeah. But it's like hey, I've I've honestly bro. debated going you better have all your orders in by the end of August. Well, that's, I mean, that's what Austin does. And then does. nothing <laughs> is going to be processed until December. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what, or, or until you tag out and can. Yeah, exactly. Orders. Yeah. Unless you get, well, you know, it's like, make it like a you still got to answer questions. Deal, right. It's, it's you never over, got... even if you're not filling orders. So. Exactly. And like, so, I mean, I'm still filling orders. I'm still doing everything. Yeah. I just, I'm hunting on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. November is going to be pretty much nothing getting done because <laughs> well, I have put out a newsletter. Yep, that's that's <laughs> what's going to happen because I got pretty much all my vacation right now is uh, in November. Yeah, I got I think two two long weekends and then a full week leading. So it'll be like. I think the long one's gonna be like a half day on a Thursday through that weekend, that entire next week, and then that following the second Saturday would be opening of rifle, which is typically the hot week for rut. Is that week before? Yeah. So that'll be like a solid ten days of something's dying. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Missouri's gun season's like right in the middle of the rut. It's awesome. I think I our, our well, Ohio's is not. I think their gun season is always the first week after Thanksgiving or the the follow the week following Thanksgiving. So yeah. it's like way after the rut. But yeah, I need to come whack Lucky. some does in Missouri sometime, and go yeah, back dude. to Ohio and. Probably not kill anything because I'll just have to drink the whole time. <laughs> well, you know, we'll uh, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, well, you want to call it on this one then? That's probably probably uh, Rob's dog is ready for us to be done. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he just went to bed. Bedtime, Dad. <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm done. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go lay down. <laughs> We'll wrap this one up then. So, uh, yeah, hopefully when we record the next one, Rob's got a dough down. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. He's got to. He's got to go. He's got. Mm. Yeah, he's got to go uh, get the dough some floaties. So. Yep. Uh, that's that's <laughs> yeah. list number. That's first on the Inflatable list. Inflatable raft. Hey. <laughs> canoe. Look at it this way. At least if you just, you know, some something happens and you wound one, that's probably fairly easy to chase down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like those those like professional like belly flop guys. Yeah. Like 
They're jumping from higher than my stand is into like six inches of water. That's true. I mean, I mean, you could just. I, I should be able to hit the hit the ground pretty quick from like fifteen feet if I got like a just, foot and a half of water. Just send it with a knife instead of your bow. Yeah, yeah. that's ultimate momentum right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll work. I like it. <laughs> Dang it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in. We have some stuff rolling out pretty soon. Uh, we're doing some stuff in collaboration with the Ashby Bow Hunting Foundation that we're excited to release, and I think it's gonna be pretty cool. So yeah, I'm excited uh, for that. Very neat. Yeah, we've got a couple. We've got a couple irons in the fire uh, going right now. Uh, the I won't. Uh, we'll just. I'll leave it at this. The uh, traveling pants <laughs> idea. Uh, I really want to get that going too. So those who are part of that conversation might know what's going on there but uh yeah so but hopefully you don't know the traveling pants <laughs> no oh well okay i guess i have to explain to my co-host that i thought it was definitely yeah. another joke but i guess not all right i'm i'm in on it don't worry i, yeah, I know what's go. going on cool all right well thanks everyone for uh, tuning in if you're still here until next time stay lethal and don't forget the olive oil